everybody, and it's Zach with Sparky3 and GameStatic here. No Alex this week. Um, honestly don't know where the heck he's gone. He just said he wouldn't be joining us this week. But on the other hand, I do have John with me. What's going on, John? hey oh. So yeah, it's going to be a John and me <laughs> podcast this week. Yeah, this is, this is one of those ones where Alex gave us some stuff to talk about. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting because um, I didn't do a whole lot this week um, other than Baldur's Gate. I'm playing re-downloaded it and been messing with it now since full release. Um, watched nothing on Gamescom. haven't kept up with any of it, so... I've watched the one part of Gamescom that I was excited about, and that was the Black Myth Wukong gameplay. Oh, so was it actually gameplay yeah, this time? Yeah, it was around? a 19-minute gameplay tr- show, uh, showcase. Oh, nice. Okay. It, like including like a few boss fights and stuff. Ah, oh, that's not bad. Well, I should get it out of the way. Um, check out IDG. Check out our shop. Get a shirt. Gamestag shirt. Uh, John, I think still the only one to get. Got it. But it's still a great shirt. Uh, Rogue Energy. Use our code Sparky3 for 10% off. And they're about to actually release a new flavor here soon. They're gonna announce. Because they're uh, teasing it on Twitter. I don't know if... I haven't seen a new announcement yet, so new flavor soon. I haven't gotten an email about it yet. Yeah. Um, Check the Discord. Check the website. Uh, I believe that's all the spiels and everything. So that can be turned off now. Switch over to that. Um, So Gamescom happened. Uh, Yeah, apparently it's going on. Oh, is it still going on? I don't know. I just know what happened. I assumed it was over by now. No, I think it's a I think it's a multi day thing. Is it a whole week? I don't know. Because I know it like started like Monday or something like that. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I do know. I have seen the video of the guys who showed up while uh, Jeff was on stage to let him know that Bill Clinton wants to play GTA Six. I don't know why this is a thing. I don't know why people feel like keep on stepping up on Jeff Keeley's stage, but Jeff Keeley really needs to get a bodyguard or someone to just start tackling these people. Because this is now twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, again, I yeah. I don't understand why why people are deciding to do this all of a sudden, like in the like in the past few shows and that. Yeah, it's kind of pointless in my opinion. I mean, at this point with Jeff Keeley, I would assume just anyone he doesn't recognize walking on the stage, he should just assume he's going to try and take the mic from him or try and stab him. Yeah. yeah it, it's a weird position too, because he—it's like—it's not like he can really do much while he's on stage. Yeah, he can't—he can't necessarily stop him. He could just try to keep a mic away from him for the yeah, most part. Yeah, because if he does really anything, it's just immediately PR disaster. Yeah. What's going on, da- Dave? It's just John and me this week, so it's going to be an interesting show. Um, yeah. we're just sort of running through things. Um, but yeah, no, it sort of makes me look forward to the next time. Jeff is on a stage, and who's going to try and um, outpace the mic from him? I don't know. I have a feeling next time, like, every instance to that stage is going to have two people. It's like two dudes just standing there, and no one goes by unless they have, like, a signed form from Jeff. (laughs) Or some badge dictating, yes, I am next on stage. Yeah. Yeah, this is just a wondrous thing that's happening to Jeff. Um, as you mentioned, one of the main highlights, Black Myth Wukong, got y'all's Dude, this game looks once a year announcement of awesome. it. Awesome. I'm going to be honest. I think I watched the initial trailer. I just haven't bothered with it 
Is it a third-person action game? Is that what it's going to be? Yeah. Uh, think of... I mean, it's it kind of like a Souls-like. Uh, it's kind of like a Souls game. Okay. Uh, uh, like, you're playing as Wukong. And uh, at least based on uh, kind of what we saw today, you, it's like you kind of roam around. There's... It, it, there's different quests and stuff you can kind of do. I like one of the best things I saw about it uh, in this is it's very minimal, like HUD. Okay, sort of like a second, not Sekiro, um, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, it's like it's a minimal HUD. It kind of shows up, but it's like down in the corners to where it's not overbearing of what's actually on there. Okay, I may like this because yeah, even Dave and Chad was saying it does look great. I I remember the first trailer looking good, but I haven't kept up with it over the years. Oh, it's, so it's looked better and better every time they've shown it. What engines are on? Uh, I I believe Unreal Engine Five. Did they switch it over to Five? Yeah, because that okay. was that was something. I believe that's something that they did uh, a year or so ago in their update, as they showed us that they were updating it. Five looks so good. Dude, it looks incredible. The the first shot of like the the gameplay showing in, it it like shows and it kind of zooms in on him. He's got his staff held out, and there's like all these like grown up grass and stuff there. And I'm just watching like the bottom of the staff that's right in, next to this grass, and I'm just like, do it. He steps forward, and the grass actually <laughs> moves out of the way with the staff. Because that's one thing they showed in the previous ones is, is like we've always seen like the snowy environments. Yeah. Where like even the staff when he's like carrying it would always leave a mark in the snow. Yeah. Which was it's just little detail that's really cool to see. Yeah, I mean we really need more games on Unreal Engine five. I mean, we're slowly seeing the transition to it, but at the same time all I can think is so Unreal Engine five is currently our considered just peak in terms of graphics and looks and everything. What other gaming engines could other developers build to compete with it? Because I know, uh, who uses Frostbite again? Uh, I don't remember. It's weird because like, it's like everybody's kind of using like either still on four. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like it seems like most everybody's either transitioning to five or they're still on four, except for like some of these niche developers that who are have in their, their own, own little world who've been developing their own engine for years because i can't remember who uses frostbite but i know they're in the works of making a new gaming engine but yeah uh i will say one thing the cool thing to see about black myth Wukong is it's at least from what it looks like mm -hmm. is the combat is very it's not it's not like say like i believe you're right dave i think it is ea it's not like a Dark Souls or something where you you necessarily kind of like dodge through, get one one or two hits off or something. Where it's like you actually kind of have combo strings that you go through. Yes, which is a lot. Like it's one, it looks cool, and two, you, if you keep it going for longer, you get m like much higher damage and much cooler looking finishing attacks. Yes, which are all like where the bulk of the damage in that comes in. And uh, one thing we got to see in this gameplay was how some of the different abilities and, I guess, like, transformations work. Mm -hmm. uh, where you, like, I don't know exactly what it was, but you it, it seems like you kind of invoke a power and you, you transform, 
like your character into a slightly different version. Like there was one where it had it's like uh, he was doing fire damage and, mm-hmm. and that. And then at the end of the trailer, you fight. He was fighting this giant rock creature, transformed basically into what looked like a giant boulder with legs. And then attacking it, you would kind of like you could either jump up in the air and slam down, or you would just sit there and slam your head, the the top part of your body, which is the rock, into the ground. <laughs> it was the funniest <laughs> fucking thing. Oh man! But uh, I will say, you know what made me or what I like the most about actually seeing an extended gameplay trailer was that with, where you actually see the UI and like health mm-hmm. bars and that is the it's like. The combat looks crazy. It's like even with a couple enemies on screen, a bunch was happening. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot to keep track of during the fights. But getting hit, it wasn't like, oh, I got hit by this stray projectile or something. There goes 75% of my health. Yes. It was much more like increment bits of damage that came through where like one hit in the fight doesn't immediately mean, okay, I got to go back here and heal. Yeah. Because a lot of these games that are like that, you get hit once and it's like, okay, I got to back off and find an opening to heal up and then try to get back in. You're not necessarily punished for making a mistake. Right. Or it's like you, you get hit and it, it's like, and that's kind of your punishment, but it's one of those where it, you almost have a little bit of time to work through it because of the way the game is kind of built out with its... Uh, with its fighting system being more combo reliant, mm-hmm. where individual hits themselves aren't going to just one shot you from from what it looks like. So that it's like That's that nice. make it that makes it a little more exciting uh, for me personally because that's one of the things that I'm generally kind of turns me off with like these more like hardcore uh, games like Dark Souls and that uh, hardcore in quotes there because. Uh, <laughs> Just in the sense of like one hit is death, basically, uh, in a lot of these type of games. Where so it's interesting to see the system where one hit doesn't mean okay, restart the fight. Yeah. So I don't know. It looks incredible. I mean, from the bit, I need to definitely look into it, and it may be another sort of Ghost of Tsushima for me. Yeah. It at the very least, I would like uh, in the video that was released. Uh, like the 19 minute gameplay trailer, I would at least watch the last fight because it's like some of them are like, I mean, they're boss fights, but they're it's kind of like little like mini boss type stuff or like you walk in and there's a big, big creature there. You go fight that. Then the end of the video, proper fucking boss fight. Okay. And it was, it, it's, it looks insane. All right. So. Yeah, I mean, so Black Myth Wukong's looking good. It's still no release date, right? No. <laughs> what a shame. Hey, we get we got our we got our, our once a year bit of information, and it's a lot cooler than it usually is. That's fair, because usually what it's just like a small video on a it, bit of usually it's article. A, usually it's just a video showing like visual updates or like a bit of information, being like, "Hey, we're gonna be here next year." Yeah. Okay. Like that. Whereas this, we got we got we finally got something showing what's actually happening okay well another sort of big thing that happened which people are looking forward to still still curious where it's gonna go um cyberpunk 2077 with phantom liberty and cyberpunk 2077 
with going to be updating a lot of base stuff within the game, um, with improvements as well as just with the release of Phantom Liberty itself. Yeah, I th- I could be wrong, or I could be I could be like could get it slightly wrong here, where I believe after Phantom Liberty and like updates to make sure that that goes good, mm-hmm. uh, I believe they've said that'll be kind of the last series of updates to the game before they start working on the the next game. Yeah. So we should be getting a lot with this and it's it's kind of at the point where or it's it's again one of these weird things where Cyberpunk has recovered risen back up after it's, from it's, our release. It's recovered to a point where it's like it's it's a it's a good game. It's the game that we were expecting and hyped up for. It has finally reached that point. Yeah. And it's weird to see it because again, it's one of these where it got shit on a lot Excessively. out of the game. And then it's like it's one of these ones where they kept they kind of just kept going and everybody just forgot about it. And then and, edge runners hit. And then now everybody's like, "Yeah, it's good." Yeah, no, everyone's fine with it. I mean, I'm almost sort of curious because, I mean, I don't remember if I said it back at the time that it could have been like a No Man's Sky or whatnot back when it, we were first, when it first came out and whatnot because we knew they were working on it. They were doing stuff and whatnot, doing improvements and everything. And just how it did go under the radar, I almost wonder if it would have gotten back to its point it's gotten to without the uh, one, the Edge Runners thing giving it just a ridiculous push for no reason. No, I honestly, I don't think... And then Phantom Liberty coming out, because I feel like it was still gotten some hype back with the Phantom Liberty announcement. It, it would have, but Edge Runners is what brought a ton of people back to it. And by the time Edge Runners came out, the game was good. There was a lot of improvements like the, already happened. The, the game was already back to being good and with so it's like that came out everybody's like oh yeah let's go check out cyberpunk again and then they go into it and they go oh yeah it's great so it's like that yeah edge runners coming out when it did was like the the best thing that could have happened for cyberpunk and i mean um even day was here saying that bethany is excited for a lot of the stuff they're adding and i mean at this point, we should be, because I, the, with this final 2.0 update, this should ideally pretty much just be peak cyberpunk. Yeah. I've, it, it's one of those things where it's like, I keep looking at it on my computer, because I've, I've re-downloaded it a little while ago. How big is the file now? I don't remember. I just kind of, because uh, when I got my new computer, I downloaded it, mm-hmm. and I just set a bunch of stuff going. So oh, okay. I had like 200 gigs or something downloading, and I was like, it'll finish when it finishes. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's one of those where I want to, I kind of want to play it. I can't justify it right now with other stuff yeah. that I'm trying to play, but I was wanting to, I was, I got the itch to go back and play it, but I'm kind of like, I mean, at this point I might as well just wait. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I still, I have cyberpunk. I don't know if I'll ever personally go back to it just because I'm not feeling a first person shooter right now. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I haven't been really in that mood yeah and i haven't been in that mood in a while but it's it's also one of those where i kind of want to go back to it just because i don't i don't really play any other games like that yeah so it, i kind of want to go back and give it a try and be like am, am i in the mood for something like this right now but um 
I mean, yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Phantom Liberty's coming out soon. Um, should be a great expansion. Fantastic improvements overall. Peak Cyberpunk. If you still somehow haven't played Cyberpunk, this would definitely be the point to go pick it up. Even just the base game itself. Yeah, because it's it, the base game itself is at a, a whole bunch of updates and improvements to it. A bunch of extra content's been added to yeah. it. Yeah, but uh, a game that I'm curious if it's going to even survive going forward. We got information on Diablo Four Season Two, Season of Blood. With all the crap that's happened with Season One, is it going to have a player base for Season Two? It'll. Here's the thing. It's one of those games where. It'll always have a player base because even if it's not even if it's not necessarily the peak of like the ARPG genre, mm-hmm. it's it's one of those where people go through phases with it. Like I've I've been playing Path of Exile again. Yeah. I go into phases where I'll play Path of Exile pretty hard for a few weeks, month or something like that. I won't touch it for six months after that. But I get really into it for that period. And all like pretty much all ARPG players, they bounce around between different games. So there, few there, that's still there. There will always be people that will go to it to play it. But it's also the thing of like the fatigue sets in for D four way faster than I would have thought. Really? Oh yeah, just like the fatigue of it, like just generally losing interest in it. At least for me, like I I've. I enjoyed playing it a shitload. And then season one came around and I played it a little bit and I was like, I'm going to go find something else to play that I don't, I'm not. Because it's one of those where it was like. It's really weird to hear considering how the longevity of Diablo 3 had and just, I mean, there was some still burnout, but I don't think it was nearly as quick. It was. And you think it's more or less because 4 is more of a live service ARPG? It's because of the fact that there is nothing, at least right now, there's not the incentive that was there for like D3. D3 had all like, yeah, at the end of the day, it was speed run to level 60 and then farm rifts and push greater rifts, try to get as much damage as possible, do whatever. But I mean, there was also a, like a ton of other fun stuff that could happen during it, which D4 doesn't necessarily have yet. Oof. Because it's like, uh, the, th- the, the thing is, D4 right now, it's an okay game. Yeah, it's not. It's not fantastic, but it's 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 okay. Six to eight months from now, probably be a really good game, or like six to eight months, maybe a year out. It's gonna be a really good game because they will have. They'll have the time to keep adding on like additional content for the end game and that. Yeah, but it's. It, I mean, it's something where they're trying. In a way, they're trying to get away from the problem they ended up having with uh, D three which was the insane power creep that that game had. Yeah. So they're trying to head off like overpowered shit and like trying to cut stuff back to make it where you're not going to be as crazy strong as you were in like D3 or something. But by it's like the problem is the way they've been going about that is like people, players discover the stuff and then they nerf it. Oof. and stuff like that so it's one of those where it's like they're trying trying to find the active or like the sweet spot but, while everybody's playing it or like when it they were trying to find the sweet spot while everybody was playing it and it was hot and then like you get some people who just 
fall off because it's just the typical population of players. And then people that probably would have stuck around longer, you get irritated with like nerfs or not enough stuff to do and things like that. But I mean, that happens in all of these games. So it's, it's one where as they like make more stuff for like in-game activities, because right now there's not a ton. So you, as they make more stuff, that's like, uh, so like when you're in the, the mid levels, like 50 to 70 range or something like that, if you have stuff to do besides just farm dungeons, or when you get past that, if you have something to do besides just farm dungeons, have extra stuff to do, that's the point that it'll be become a good game. But, but currently it's 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 on its way there, and that's the thing. Everybody knows it's on its way there because they've talked about wanting to implement more stuff. It's just not there yet. And then speaking of Season 2 content itself, so it's planned to begin on October 17th. As it stands right now, it is going to have a new quest line with vampiric powers to wield against uh, originators, five additional in-game bosses with the ability to target specific unique and uber-unique items as a drop, and as well add inventory management, paragon points, have a whole new renown reward system. And this is all the stuff they announced here at Gamescom as it stands right now. Well, yeah, that's that's part, or that's another thing as well that, that's had people kind of being like, I'll come back to it when some of this stuff gets fixed, is a lot of quality of life stuff. They've, it, like, stated before season one, they were like, yeah, that stuff's going to be like season two, season three yeah. before we get to it. And then some people were like, okay, that's when I'll come back. So, yeah, it will definitely be an interesting watch um, just because of how rough Diablo 4's initial season after its release was and where they're going with it. Yeah, it's one of those. They'll, they'll eventually recover. Now, my game, we got a release date for Tekken 8, finally, of yeah, January 26, 2024. That's going to be a great opener for the year for me. That's going to be fucking awesome. Um, I'm still hoping for more ro- roster release. Um, I mean, I'm fine with the roster currently. Um, missing some of my mains, so I'm going to have to figure out who I'm going to main right now. It's okay. We got mine. Well, how wrong? King. Oh, okay. Who looks... Fucking sick. King loves to look awesome in this set. Because still no Eddie announcement. Yeah, I know. I've I've seen that and it's I've I've seen some stuff on it where it's like they're The fans are going a bit ape shit the, and the I'm fa- not okay yeah, with it. Yeah, the fans going ape shit on them makes it where it's like as developers they, they look at that and it's like you can't I think they've had to come out and say you can't continue to do this. Yeah, because no, because there's been do- outright threatening. When you do that, it means we can't add... It's like we we will not be able to add certain characters in. And well, it, it wasn't even that. It was a whole statement from... Um, I can't think of his name right now. The actual head director of uh, Tekken and whatnot more or less saying like, hey, when you do this, it doesn't really give reason for the team to want to work on said character and causes our higher-ups to go, they're being threat- threatened. We got to add more security. We got to do more measures. Yeah. Not allowing him to go to events and whatnot and just focusing things like that and yeah. whatnot, and more or less it's actually hampering more than uh, assisting. Yeah, it's one of those. It's like, it's okay to give your opinion on if you if you want characters in or not or what characters you want in. When you the, go outright threatening people, yeah, it's, it's you're not doing anything, mate. Yeah, that's that's not being 
that's that's not being constructive or giving any sort of useful information. All you're doing is hampering people. But yeah, no, I've sort of been screwed though with this roster. I don't have Eddie. I can't even get uh Eddie clone Christina, uh Christy, not Christina, Christy. And then um Miguel, who became one of my mains with uh, his addition back during uh Tekken 6. Yeah. Yeah, I will say it's so far it's so far seeing the roster it's like yeah there's there's a few people that few people i'd like to see in there but i uh, all the character or most of the characters that i enjoyed like like you said how wrong yeah king it's like those those are the two characters i've had the most fun with in the game yeah and they're both there so i'm gonna be happy i mean i can flex on it like lily because i did main lily for a bit in six um but I don't know. I'll just be interesting. I mean, I guess if all else fails, I can just try the new Coffee Queen out, see how she plays. Yeah, yeah. I will say this is one where where I'm gonna be picking up Tekken for the as it comes out this time. I'm gonna be honest. Alex keeps sending me all the limited editions of games that I play. I'm gonna buy the limited edition of Tekken Eight again so I can have the. Uh, I think it was a gin statue to have along next to my Heihachi and Kazuya statue from yeah. seven. I mean, at that point you might as well, you, you, you've already committed to it. But yeah, this is, this is one where it's like, I've always been like a Tekken enjoyer from the outside. Yeah. Like I used to come over and play your copy of Tekken and stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this, this time I'll be, I'll actually be trying to jump into it from the beginning. Um, And continuing final games, Mortal Kombat one, we got a, some additions to the roster, some more cameo characters and things like that. Just overall, um, actually, I'm not even sure what all they showed. I, I know I saw some stuff about characters being shown off, fatalities, all the nine yard stuff. So, I think there might have been story something related. I, I mean that I'm, I'm not gonna lie, story related stuff. I am way less interested in because uh, I'm one of for, the few people who beat 10 and 11 and know what the hell's going on. Well, no, for me personally, like from what I've watched of this, I am super excited for like for the rest of the cast to get announced yeah. and see who's going to be playable, who's going to be cameo Hang characters out. and all of that. I'm super excited for all of that because uh, I don't play a lot of fighting games but I watch a shitload of fighting games. Yeah, Mortal Kombat's a fun is, one to watch. Well, it's one of those where it's fun to watch. It's the past few Mortal Kombat. It's been f- really fun to watch in the beginning, but then it, as it gets more and more optimized, it yeah. becomes less fun to watch. Whereas this one, Mortal Kombat One, is gonna with the cameo system and completely the, and the way that you and the way that you can call out the cameos. Yeah, like in mid combos and it's like depending on actual like height uh and everything that you call them out at it is gonna be insane and i am super excited for yeah, this game the, to come out. the whole cameo mechanic added to this one just completely resets people's way of gonna be playing oh it's, combat. it's fucking wild but yeah I'm, I'm super excited for this game this might this this is gonna be one of those ones where i'm probably not gonna buy this game i'm not gonna play it I'm going to watch a shitload of it. <laughs> um, well, carrying on for Alex. So Sonic Frontiers is apparently getting a DLC called The Final Horizon. Know nothing about it. A Sonic game's getting DLC. Um, yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. 
He did leave a note of Sonic gets a new Super Sonic transformation, so that's a thing. Yeah. Good for Sonic players. Now then, Crimson Desert. Gameplay trailer. God damn, I've been waiting on this game for a long time. I'm going to be honest, I don't remember what Crimson Desert is. You know Black Desert Online? Correct. Crimson Desert is the, like, I I think originally it was going to be the, like, a PvE experience of it, and I think it's moved to be, like, a solo experience. Okay, so it's going to be just Black Desert as a solo game? Well, it's a, it's a different game. Okay. But it's... I believe it's... It's going to be in that 3D ARPG Oh, style. yeah, yeah. I mean, the 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 trailer that we got uh, showed showed off some of the combat. It showed off, like, some life skills and that. It showed being able to uh, ride a horse and, like, shoot... Or riding a horse around and being able to shoot, like, a bow and arrow and stuff off. But uh, it showed off some of the action combat, which, again... Very remnant of Black Desert Online. Less particle effects that they showed off. Okay. Uh, just more like uh, martial combat for the most part. Uh, fishing. It's fishing. Of course. Uh, but yeah, I mean it. It looks it looks cool. Big. It looks like big open area. Uh, big open map stuff like that. Okay. I was gonna double check this just to make sure I was. Uh, On the other hand, one that I do remember and I am sort of interesting, we got first like gameplay look at Stormgate, which all we got beforehand was a weird trailer um, of people fighting over some statue and whatnot. And more or less, it's an RTS game made by previous uh, StarCraft developers. So, I mean, should be interesting. Um, I'll have to look it up at some point. It's an RTS. I don't know how much of a time thing I want want to put into it. Okay. Yeah, I was just double checking myself there. Yeah, Crimson Desert. I believe was going. The initial talk about it was that it was going to be like a PVE, like PVE focused Black Desert because yeah. Black Desert was primarily PVP focused. Yeah. They they ended up adding a lot of PVE stuff in later. Uh, but no, this is a solo. It, like this is a single player experience game. Okay. You interested at all at uh, Stormgate on RTS? Potentially, I've. It's one of those things where, like, I growing up, I played a shitload of RTS games. Yeah. Uh, as I've gotten older, I haven't. Every now and then, I start to play them, but I haven't played one in a while. I th- think I might want to try to get into them again. Okay. Because I, it's like I always enjoyed them. They're just chill. Yeah, they are. Now, for the long list of everything else, um, there was a crap ton of other stuff that came out. Um, the one thing I noticed is just Little Nightmares 3 got announced. That's a game series that I'm... I mean, I'm happy it's got a third game, but it's just not a game when initially messing with like the first one I ever expected to get more than one. Oh, yeah. You know what on this list caught my eye? Killing Floor 3. I saw that, too, and I went... <laughs> Okay, I mean, okay. I mean, it's, it's one of those where it's like Killing Floor 2. It's like... It's one of those games I don't ever think I played that much, and I, I think. I've, then you look at your hours. I think I've only. I think I've played it for like fifty hours or yeah. something. And it's one of those where you look at it and you go, "How the fuck did I play fifty hours of that?" And then you play it, and you're like, it, "It's the weirdest. It's a weirdest like enjoyment factor for me. I will play that game for like three hours 
just like it's all I want to do. I don't want to do anything else. And then after that, I uninstall it, and I'm like, I don't need that anymore. And then a few months later, I'm like, I need it. And it's just it's a good uh, file mount, but it's like it's just a quick download. Yeah. But uh, Achilles Floor Three, yeah, I'll I'll be all over that shit. The one that I need to go back, which they did more, was the Nightingale game, which is the um, survival yeah. portal game, which caught my eye a couple game shows back that um finally getting to see more on, which I'm still on the fence about. I mean, it, the concept of it itself intrigues me, but I'm just not a big survival game player. It takes, like, certain survival games I can enjoy a lot more than others. Uh, and it's purely, it's one of those things where it's like, how annoying are they going to make the survival elements of it? It's like, yeah, I understand you have to, or like, you you want to have certain like points that you're hitting for a survival game. Yeah. How much are you going to make it a pain in the ass? And that that kind of determines it yeah. for me. Cuz sometimes it's a pain in the ass for like the first 5 hours and then it's like, okay, I don't have to worry about this stuff ever again. And then sometimes the entire time you play it sucks. Yeah, there's a whole system that you have to constantly watch after. But I mean, other than that, nothing else has terribly caught my eye at the moment till we hear more about it. Yeah. I mean, Payday 3 is uh, there. Right around the corner. Yeah, it's right around the corner. It, it's mentioned. I mean, sure. Going to be ready to rob some banks. Yeah, we'll go again. Yeah, I'll, it's like, I'll go again. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. It. The whole story of Payday is just sort of ridiculous when you really think about it. Because, like, Payday 2 is currently celebrating, like, their 12th year anniversary or something like that. I don't know. It's It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it started with Payday, which was ju- literally just a bank robber sim which somehow led to them going full, like, breaking bad, go from bank robbers to full-on criminal organization, recruiting all these different people to join their crew, from John Wick to bringing an agent, a person, a criminal from, like, every country in the world. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a weird one. (laughs) Yeah. But it's, it's also... It's one of the games that that I, I got. I just I remember playing that with you because I think it was me, you, and Diaz yeah. played it all the time. And I I remember us. We would always go in like two people, two people unarmored, trying to do everything stealthy. And then if something went wrong, we had the two armored people. people in the back. <laughs> and then inevitably, every time I'm up there with a fucking suit and tie, having to fight off everything. <laughs> it's like as soon as it went to shit. You, you guys would stroll and be like, what's up? And I'm over there going, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's fun, it's sort of funny because like after playing more of it at that time, we were doing it so wrong. There were so easy ways to cheese it that we could have done. Yeah, but cheesing it's only fun so much. Because like, I don't know how it is now, but the uh, phone jammers, those things were busted as all get out. Because as if you set one of those, it jammed the entire map. Like, its range was broken, so it jammed the entire map. So you would just literally set one of those on the door of whatever, or on the ground. Because, like, literally, some of the maps were pretty big, and I would see someone fuck up on the other side of the map, someone would just throw it on the floor, and we'd be good. And um, because there was a game where I played where I first saw that when someone did that, they set up a jammer, we just ran the bank, everyone on the floor, tied up what we could, killed whoever we couldn't and bagged them up. 
and it was just a traditional bank one. If we get all this set up, everything's good. And one of the people's like, anyone got a saw? No. Shit. We spent 40 minutes in that game unlocking every lockbox in the safe. Yeah. We got a lot of money, but goddamn, that was annoying. But yeah, no, that's that's one where it's like, it, it's a weird game because I I only have good like good thoughts about it after the fact. Yeah, I have had zero desire to go back and play it. <laughs> I mean, I always look at it and I'll be like, it'd be nice to play, but I mean, yeah, same thing. I haven't gone back, but with Payday Three, I'm like. Okay, yeah, there's my end. Yeah. Payday 3, I saw when the announcement first came out, I was like, you got me back. <laughs> you got me. Oh, man. But, um, I mean, I got nothing else from Gamescom uh, that I want to know. Uh, just quickly looking through. Uh, Last Epoch. I think I know what that is. Yeah, it's on PC. Is, that's the that's the uh that's an ARPG, isn't it? Uh I believe so, yes. Let me just quickly see. Yeah, yeah, okay. This is one I haven't played yet. Uh it's been in it's I it's think been, it's, it's been recommended to me too on yeah, Steam. I think I think it's been it may have been in early access or maybe I I'd, think it actually came out a little I bit ago. I think it I think it came out a little bit ago, but it's it's one where I haven't I haven't dove into it yet just because I think it's like $35. Yeah. Uh it, it's one where I just I'm like I haven't I haven't taken the plunge into buying it yet. Yeah. But it's one that I keep looking at and is highly recommended uh, or it's been highly recommended to me based off of like how Things much you've played. Yeah, based off of like playing Path of Exile for so long and that uh, a, a ton of people that play Path of Exile highly recommend it. So it's it's That's one good. it's one that eventually I will get to. Well, uh, so going off Gamescom, so we have PlayStation Portal was fully uh, announced and information about it was formerly known as Project Q. It is going to be two hundred dollars, no Bluetooth. For headsets, you have to buy PS Link compatible headsets. No local play, not even on media playback. No PS5 cloud streaming, and targeting same battery life as DualSense controllers. What the fuck's the point of this? Song? I don't know either. I mean, seeing all this, I'm just like, why would I ever want to buy this? Why the fuck would you ever want this? What's it supposed to do? Everything that we said it needed to be good, they did not. <laughs> it's jack shit. Doesn't do any of it. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand what the, why this thing exists. I mean, it's also expensive. Yeah, and I mean, it doesn't even have the regular features that most things have, like fucking Bluetooth. Like, why did you take out Bluetooth of all things? I, I don't know how anyone else feels about this thing. I do not understand what purpose this thing is supposed to fucking fulfill. Sony doing Sony things. Um, With how little, like... This is all a list of shit that it doesn't have. This thing should be a hundred bucks. Yeah, <laughs> but no, they want two hundred dollars for it, and for people to go, what the fuck am I doing with this? Yeah, what, was, what the fuck would I buy this for? I go buy. This thing's gonna go on sale in six months. Um, holy shit! So none yeah. of us are picking it up. Uh, as this, it was, this was one like we were talking like if it did all basically all of the stuff that it doesn't do, if it did all of that. 
It'd be a hundred bucks would be a good deal on it. It does, but yeah, no, no. If this if this thing goes on some crazy sale around holiday time, maybe. But other than that, hell no. <laughs> um, so some shout outs from Alex. So apparently he's going to chat about Starfield and Fort Solace next week. He finally bought WWE 2K23 and yeah. Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him hopping in uh, WWE. He bought it on Steam. Yeah, he bought the uh, deluxe edition, so all the DLC and fun stuff like that. Um, you know what's funny? He was actually talking to me because it was during that um, little thing we had gotten together. I think it was like last Saturday or whatnot for. Well, you were pissed. Yeah, off. I was. A, I was in a bad mood that day. I don't <laughs> you know. Zoned what, out. I don't know what the fuck. It happened. was after. It was after you left. But um, he's, he's. We're talking. He's just like. I think I'm gonna have some extra money to buy the icon edition of uh, 20k, uh, 2k23. I was like, oh really? Why are you buying the icon edition? I was like, well, it has all the DLC. I was like, you know the deluxe. There's a deluxe edition with the season pass, right? He's like, what? It's like, yeah, it's cheaper too. He looked. He was like, oh well, I'm buying it now. <laughs> How does this boy not know about different editions of games? I don't know. I was very confused why he thought there was it's, only it's standard like he, in the he, he thinks there's, icon. He, he thinks that the base game and the expensive version. <laughs> Nor he's he's lucky because on Steam normally you have the you a lot of times it's just the base edition and the digital deluxe edition. We don't yeah. usually get access to the higher versions, yeah, or the ones with like additional content. Um, he does say he does. I was right. He does like the GM mode, which is Every, everybody loves it. It's the best mode. part about the game. It really is, especially since it's the second version of it. Um, he says Wukong looks amazing as usual. Uh, Baldur's Gate three is also fun, and he's ready to play more. He's somehow at some point going to rope us in uh, for a multi- multiplayer game. He's mentioned it, but yeah, I, that's that kind of determined, or it's going to be determined by when him. He's available to play. Yeah. Because I, I will, I have. Like, so far, I'm not saying no to Baldur's Gate. <laughs> I want to be honest, John. Whenever you messaged me the other day, I was just like, do I want to join John in a game or do I want to keep messing around with this monk? <laughs> oh, I was just messaging you to be yeah, like, I, I, was, I was like, what's up? I haven't seen you on much. <laughs> um, Giant L for PlayStation, the portal thing. I didn't even see that he said that. I just assumed he thought that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's going to be interesting to see once this thing actually comes out and see what any kind of pre-orders and actual sales it says um then i'll be curious to see what the hell people actually do with this thing i have a feeling that there's like i don't think it's gonna do well but i think it's gonna do decent enough because people will always buy a new accessory yeah it's like people will always buy it just to have it or because they think it's gonna be cool so i don't think it's gonna do well but i think it's gonna do just just good enough for it's, them to think it's justified. Sort of, it's that first adopter's mentality. Yeah. Um, he's super excited for Cyberpunk 2.0, but he's not going to get to it because it comes out for, for vacation. So he's eating that to the wind. And then he's actually excited for Modern Warfare 3. This dude hadn't been excited for COD in years, and he's going to be excited for this one. Yeah, he says it's based on the direction they're going on the maps. I haven't looked into it, so I have no idea what that's going on about. I haven't Are they adding a day and night cycle finally? I don't know. It's one of those I don't pay any attention to like a new COD coming out until it gets really close to time to it happening. And then usually a buddy of mine will be like, is anybody buying this? 
and I might buy it, or I or I'll look at it. I'll go. Nah, I'm not in the shooties right now. But um, yeah, that's sort of everything we got. Uh, I don't, I don't really have anything else going because again, all I've done is Baldur's yeah. Gate three this yeah. week. Yeah, it's like I haven't done a lot this week, but it's been Baldur's Gate. I I, I finally said fuck it because uh, I've been playing. I started Baldur's Gate as a co-op run with my uh, friends that I played Divinity co-op with. Yeah. Uh, but we only get to play realistically, like, a f- or at least for the past couple of weeks, a few hours a week on on Saturday. On one night, yeah. So it's like, we'll play for a few hours. So I finally said, fuck it, and I just made my solo <laughs> character. So that's what me and Zach were talking about before we started. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I've basically just, uh, I've started my, my solo character and playing through it, actually using companions this time. Because in our co-op playthrough, it's just the three of us, and we don't even have, like, a fourth companion. No, I haven't even bothered with a hireling. No, you know what's funny about the companions, though, is uh, in in a, like in just a solo run, if you're playing with the companions, yeah. you can only have three of them. Yeah. I th- it, at least from early on, because... Uh, uh, when we first started, we didn't realize you could send them to just send the people to camp. Did you just send them away? <laughs> no, we would send them to camp. Okay. Uh, they would just be following with us. So it'd be the three of us. And then I had a companion that I was controlling and one of the others had a companion they were controlling. So we had five people. Oh, wow. So I don't know if that's how it works for co-op where each player get, could have control of a companion, but it's basically just like you control them on their turn. Well, I guess in, in that, I guess that makes sense for if, depending if you actually want to romance a companion on a multiplayer game. Yeah, because otherwise you don't really deal with them much. You just occasionally go back to, to the camp, and they know yeah. what's been going on. Yeah, and it's like occasionally there they want to talk to you and tell you tell you like little tidbits so you can get some information from them. But yeah, we haven't been using companions at all, so it's it's interesting actually playing with them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so far I don't know. I've, it's like I'm swapping them in and out and seeing who I like using. That's what I've been doing. Uh, I might respec them just for fun. Yeah, that is the nice thing that you're able to respec them. But um, no, it's sort of funny. Like one of the characters I've been running is Asterion, the vampiric rogue. If it's not a spoiler, you find out real quick. Yeah. Um, it's sort of funny once you get his uh, relationship to a point where he's willing to tell you vampire. It's a very awkward conversation. It's like, yeah, there's something I want to tell you. It's like, all right, what is it? I'm a vampire. And you're going to be like, wait, you're a vampire? Or you can just be the nonchalant one. I was like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> You've been oh, shady wait. as fuck. So, so you, can you have that conversation with him and not find out? Because the way that my characters have always found out that Asterion is a vampire is I wake up in the middle of the night with him leaning over me trying to drink my blood. Yeah, no, if you, you actually adventure with him enough and you're not constantly going to sleeping, you can get to a point where he likes you enough. He's like, yeah, I'm a vampire. Oh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't, had, that, I haven't had that happen yet. <laughs> yeah, I just don't talk to him. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things that eventually an exclamation mark is like, yeah, I should let you know. I'm a vampire. And I'm just like, yeah, obviously, bro. You're like shady and know about drinking animals. But he's like, oh, you took that well. Glad we had this talk, and you just carry on. <laughs> yeah, the funny thing is because, like, with the relationship 
building with people. It's like just as you make decisions in like conversations or just like how you how you deal with certain encounters, yeah. you'll just see like so and so approves. And sometimes you'll see like four people approve and then like one person disapproves or something. Man, my the people I'm with, they must think I'm the most confusing fucking person <laughs> to par- to adventure with. Because half the time it's like everyone agrees with me, and the other time it's like they're like, "What the fuck?" See, there's some of those where I get approved from characters. Like, wait, why do you approve of this? Like, yeah, I've seen, I've had some where it's like everyone approves, and I'm like, "That this was a very selfish thing that I did for this character. Why are you all happy?" Like, um, like in the Goblin Camp, there's that priest of the goddess of pain or whatnot. And if you can choose to possibly get a blessing by letting him just go BDSM on you and start smacking the shit out of you with a mace. And like, I had Gale, Asterian, and Shadowheart with me. Have a good evening, Dave. Thanks for joining us, man. Um, and like, I, I just did it because why the hell not? Gale's just sort of like, you do you. He doesn't approve or disapprove at all. And then Asterian and Shadowheart are both like, yeah, okay. I went... Shadowheart, why do you why do you approve of this? What's going on? <laughs> I mean, I get a stereo and he's sort of a freak, but well, that's uh. Sh- I, Shadowheart- I, I've I found out now, but at the time, yeah, Shadowheart's like, patron is actually yeah. like a d- darker patron. Yes, I found out I found out now, but at the time, I was just like Shadowheart. <laughs> yeah, that's when you're like, well, then. <laughs> um. No, yeah, I've been enjoying it. The companions are very interesting compared, even though the people do have their quirks and things about each character of naturally. Yeah, it's also it's just it's it's also interesting for me because, like I said, I'm used to the, the my playthrough being all three, avatars, like three people all making their decisions themselves. So it's like it's coming back to me, and I'm like, okay, now I'm controlling four people. And I, I'm trying to assemble a cohesive party. Yeah. And I'm like, man, this is a this is a completely different game. Yep. But it's it's been interesting so far. Uh, but yeah, it's it's also the, well, part of what makes it a little more interesting is the fact that uh, I've built or like my character in my solo game as a sorcerer who is very good at being able to talk to people and. Like whether it be persuasion, deception, yeah. intimidation, everything, I can talk my way through most encounters. That is not how it works in, in our co-op game. <laughs> we are not the best at talking to people. We are good at hitting people. <laughs> Words are hard. We smash. Yeah. In our co-op, we're fighter, druid, rogue. Right. So when it when it comes time when it's like okay that big thing need die we go okay we can do that but uh before this dives too hard into Baldur's Gate three talk want to hit the weekly wrap up yeah we're already going about an hour at this point um so Charles Martinet will no longer voice Mario Luigi Wario and Waluigi instead be in a new role called Mario Ambassador he will not be featured in Mario Wonder. So who the hell is going to voice all these people? Are they just going to get voice pe- different voice actors each game now? Yeah, they'll probably oh, they'll probably just like try to find someone who's close enough. Just use all the Chris Pratt voices. Yeah. They'll, they'll find someone who can 
who can uh i don't know either they'll either find someone who they they like to do it or just someone who who can be close enough to to him to be Keep like it. you're good so my game pigman 4 is number one in japan for a fourth week in a row game is now closing on on 700 thousand units sold pigman I, 4 number one best I, nintendo game i have never played nor even seen gameplay of a pikmin game <laughs> <laughs> i do not know what this game is but more power to you japan <laughs> I just love this for me just because you guys had your Nintendo games that just went Pikmin. Yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> a game that will never die and will continue on for the ages. God, Castle Crashers up. Remastered is getting a physical release for Switch. I was about to say, fucking this game just won't go away. I mean, I think it came out back in like 2010. It's been out for... It, it, it's, it's been over a decade. Yeah, it's the game that like... It's you, it's you, low key catching up on like Skyrim <laughs> releases. Yeah. It's it's the game that like I know that everyone played on like their 360 and shit. Yeah. Uh because everybody always talked about Castle Crashers. They were like, "Yeah, oh yeah, we it's like, yeah, play Castle Crashers." I'm like, "Fuck is Castle Crashers?" Like hardly ever played this game. It's a fantastic beat 'em up, man. I know. It's like that's what I that's what I've always seen. It's just one where I'm like I had heard about it for so long that I went to play it, and I was like, "What the? F- this is what everybody's talking about. It's a beat 'em up." <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a good game, but it's just like, God damn, how is it still trying? How it's still trying to be relevant? <laughs> I mean, it's still solid. I mean, it sells it's, every time it comes it's out. It's still a good game, but it's one of those where I'm like, how is it still as like? Everybody will still buy it just to have it. And people will buy this version of it because they will, they want the physical Switch yes. version. I mean, Behemoth made a good game. They they made uh, several solid games that they can constantly resell for the ages, regardless of whatever else they come out with. Castle Crashers, Battle Block Theater. I don't remember their last one. I, I think it was like Pit, Pit, Pit People. I'm pretty sure they've come out with something else, but I don't know what it is at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's the thing. It's like if you can make... You don't have to make a lot of games if you make really good ones that can just that that don't rely on like graphics in any way shape or form yeah so then the actual call of duty modern warfare 3 news multiplayer modes they're gonna have they're gonna have standard modes deathmatch domination kill confirm etc they're also gonna have ground war with three maps war mode with one map and then cutthroat which is gonna be a 3v3v3 Apparently, this is a thing Alex is excited about, I assume. No. Uh, what he's excited about is, for multiplayer modes, all 16 maps from Modern Warfare 2 2009 will be in the game as maps. Oh, okay. And zombie mode is back. And by Treyarch and open world zombie map. So zombies so, will be a thing again. Yeah, so, yeah, this is, this is sounding a, a little more appealing now. I don't, it's like, I don't know if I'll, I still don't know if I want to buy it, but I'm, I'm more likely to buy it. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see on that one. Yeah, I'm good. So it's, I don't know. It's getting my attention more. Then we have a disappoint, disappointment for the ages. Red Dead Redemption 1 report 
ended up being locked at 30 frames per second with no 60 frames per second option. Even if you're playing on a PS5, it is literally a PS3 title being sold at $50. Yeah. Yeah. This is a... Uh, this is robbery. Yeah. But the true robbery here is that Xbox 360 digital store will finally be closed come next year. It's sort of funny. This got announced. I remember seeing this announced and people being aghast about it and whatnot. And I saw someone's comment, which was fantastic and so true. It was like, why are y'all in shock? Not a single damn one of you is pulling out your 360 and going back to buy stuff. Yeah. This All this made me do, like, because I, I, I had heard about it and I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming sometime soonish. Yeah. Uh, all it's made me do is want to go back and go, do where is my 360? Because I haven't turned it on in years. I kind of <laughs> want to turn it on now. <laughs> I mean, I have my 360. I don't even know what account is going to be on there. <laughs> I mean, I know what account's going to be on there. I have no idea if the password would have updated for it. But yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I don't know which one it is because I lost access to my original account. That's right. You did. Because, because uh, the email that I used for it was inactive for so long yeah. it got deleted <laughs> that's right i forgot about that yeah so you might be screwed man yeah but it, it, i don't remember if i had my i don't remember when that was because if that was w when i transitioned to my new account my new account would be on there still gotcha then alan wake 2 will be delayed 10 days to avoid october releases like spider-man mario wonder and more good call still 10 days <laughs> but still Better call than releasing in the same oh, week. Oh, yeah. I mean, better, better call than that, but it's like uh, 10 days is still going to be a rough period. I mean, going to be fair, they probably went, okay, all this is coming out. Let's move back. And they we'll probably looked at a further date and went, well, shit, this stuff's coming out. <laughs> yeah. There's not really a good time frame for them at this, no, like, towards this point. Not with year. holidays. Um, according to Known Leaker, the snitch God of War Ragnarok DLC is coming. There was a job posting requiring knowledge on God of War 2018 and God of War Ragnarok that was assumed for next game, not DLC, though. I would honestly be surprised by DLC. I mean, God of War is not really big on DLC. It's never been... It's never really been a DLC game. Also, I don't... I don't really know what they would add. Yeah, I, don't, I don't really know where they would go with it. I mean, the other thing is you wouldn't necessarily need knowledge of the two games previously. Well, what I was thinking is you wouldn't... It depends on what they're wanting to do because if they just want to make like a, a separate story, mm -hmm. they could do so like a smaller story based around... Because I mean, at this point, at, th at this point, it's been a while because like at the end of uh, Ragnarok, you get a go two separate directions. Okay. Uh, where Atreus kind of goes off to do his stuff. I guess we should throw up spoiler. <laughs> well, it's like, let's say it. It's like, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. So. It still hasn't been a year, but hey. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Wait, you, it's like, kind of kind of go your separate ways there. Atreus yeah. kind of goes off on his own adventure for a little bit, and Kratos is doing his thing, so... Finding, you could, the, finding the next mythos, he's going to go fuck up. Yeah, so it's like you could almost have like a smaller side story game or something for one of them for like an adventure. Yeah. You don't have to make a massive 
over the top crazy adventure game. That's fair. Like like we've had. And a wonderful announcement for people, which will be curious to see how it runs when it actually comes out. Baldur's Gate 3 is coming to Xbox later this year. Yeah. I mean, more places it can go, the better, really. And then the dreaded curse, whether it'll be good or not. Fallout series announced by Amazon Prime Video, Vault 33 Los Angeles. It's probably going to be shit. There's no tell. I mean, I actually watched the Twisted Metal uh, show. It was entertaining for what it was. Okay. It, it, it's an, you say it's, it was entertaining for what it was. was but it, it was a, not Twisted it, Metal. It, it, well, that's what I was about to ask. It was an entertaining show. Was it a Twisted Metal show? No. <laughs> that's been the problem with everything. Yes. <laughs> it was a drama show with Twisted Metal features. <laughs> yeah. Because that's like, was it the only, the only like good, really good one we've had? Very good in quotations because it would be like Last of Us where like most people very much enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't finish it. Uh, but I don't finish most shows that I start. Yeah. Uh, so it's one of those where it's like, that's probably been the better, the best adaptation for a TV show we've had. Since they actually tried to follow some of the actual game's original story, which probably was better for them just because Last of Us has such a fantastic story that most people know for content to work with. Yeah, you know. Or they, Versus you like something like Twisted Metal. I was going to say something like Halo where you, you have all this... <laughs> You, you you have great lore. You have a whole series of books. You have the, the lore from the games and everything. The books just go more depth into it. You have this great story with awesome characters that you could do. But instead you go... Then we got Master Ash oh, Cheeks. We don't need to actually... We don't need to research anything. It's like you got a guy who wears his cool armor and stuff. He, uh, yeah, let's just... Uh, let's have him for most of the show not be in that. And let's just make a show that has nothing to do with anything. Let's just use the, this IP like, and let's just take make this, whatever. Let's take this IP that's already... Make a generic tr- sci-fi drama. Yeah. Let's take this IP that's already trying to kill itself and uh, let's just help it. <laughs> um, I, love, I love Halo, but goddamn, that show was terrible. And goddamn, if Infinite's not trying to drown, like drag the Halo name down. So yeah, well, I mean, we'll see what Prime, what Amazon can do with the Fallout series. I mean, hopefully they do well. I, don't. I mean, it's Amazon, so I feel like at least whoever's going to be working on it's going to actually try and research a little about Fallout and whatever's. But the fact that they're doing a Los Angeles one doesn't necessarily mean it's going to have any kind of relationship with any of the Fallout games, which I guess gives them a little leeway. But fans of the series are still going to be nitpicky on just stuff and just oh, the. Yeah. This is going to be the fun one where I don't, I can I'm going to be able to watch it from the outside because I don't play Fallout. Yeah. <laughs> Never really played one. So, I can watch it from the outside and just judge if it's a decent show. Yeah. Yeah, then you get things like Twisted Metal and you go, "Why the hell would you choose a game that all of its lore requires deep diving?" Yeah. That's the thing. It's like they probably they probably did that cuz they're like, "We don't really have to Try. God dang it. It's like we could just have something. It's like we could just have a character that's easy to recognize. Sweet to show up on screen 
and then people know that's what it is, and we just have that happen every now and then. Yeah. I didn't watch it, so I don't know what actually happens, but I, I just mean, as, I just assume that's kind of how it is. Sweet Tooth shows up in like episode one, and he's involved in like episodes two and three, and he's that yeah he's he's there to remind you it's twisted metal yeah, <laughs> and then all the the worst part is like because besides Sweet Tooth, there's like maybe two other characters who had actual faces, and one of them doesn't even make an appearance in the show just because there's no fucking way they would have added Axel. And you'd know Axel because he's the asshole who's strapped onto two fucking tires. <laughs> um. Yeah. It was a thing. Yeah. I received enough reviews that people were like, so season two? Season oh, two? God. And I was like, nope. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> we don't always need a season two. <laughs> um. But I mean, that finishes up the... Ra- the weekly wrap up. Got anything else, Dad? Oh, uh, not particularly. I don't think. Uh, Omega Strikers season two started. Beach season, so a bunch of characters got summer outfits towards at the end of summers. Um, whole new season added a new character. Uh, I actually haven't seen him play, but he's the first uh, added member to Rasmus's team. He uses an umbrella. I just remembered something. Evercore. Yes, they're Evercore doing, is going into maintenance mode. Which is a weird thing. So they just did an update releasing some new features and a new character. And from that point, the servers are still going to be live. And I think anyone can play now. Yes, it's fully open. It's just it will not be seeing any full-on updates for the foreseeable future. Yeah, it's... Mm-hmm. It's kind of what I thought might happen to it. Yeah. Where since it is a niche game, uh, it's a great time to try it. Yes. Or if you want to play it, because now you can just jump into it. But I think it's kind of the it. It's hit the point where unless they get an influx of players, it's going to be gonna, hard it's to gonna, survive. Yeah. It's not. It's not going to be able to survive. So yeah, this. Great, great time to go try Evercore Heroes. Play it. I mean, it's gonna it's going into free to play, and more or less based on this, either they'll come back with more stuff or it's probably gonna die off, unfortunately. Which it is a fun game, but it is very niche. Yeah, it 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 it, it is only gonna stri- like be a game for that's gonna strike a very like specific itch for you. Yeah. R.I.P. Atlas Reactor. Please come back. <laughs> uh. <laughs> And then uh, uh, last, or something else, is uh, uh, Dark and Darker. Is, uh, Dark and Darker is getting a wipe on Monday. Okay. So two days from now, uh, they're doing a server wipe. Uh, and, I mean, it's Does only... season one start then? Uh, well, we've... Technically, this is a like basically a mini season okay. that we've we've had, uh, but it's being wiped because they did a big balance change, rebalance like Wizard, Rogue, Bard. Bard. <laughs> they they didn't they, they break Wizard again? I don't, I don't know. I haven't, I don't play Wizard, okay. so I don't, I don't know how a lot of the changes have affected it really. But they changed a lot of how the scaling and everything works. They've had the ch- they've changed like the way armor scales the like added different scaling to weapons and uh, almost every magic spell in the game. 
So they've re- done a ton of rebalancing. So they're going to wipe on Monday so that then they can have a fresh season to gather information on. And they've said in the future, seasons will be about three months long. But for the current period of time, while they're heavily working on balancing and trying to fix exploits and uh, cheaters and, yeah. and that, uh, they will, they will, or they will announce them in advance. But they will be wiping as they see fit, which is fair. Yeah, so it's like we'll we'll get like several days notice or something beforehand. But it. If they decide they want to wipe it, they're going to wipe it. Yeah. So it's not, it's not three seasons aren't going to be three months until they say it's going to be three months. But I mean, with the announcement of wipes, that's a perfect time for you to go, like, let's see how deep we can go down to hell. But yeah. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. It's, uh, they're constantly doing big, big balance changes, trying to. Any update I, with Warlock with what's coming up? Uh, n- not yet. The, uh, the, Oh, excuse me. They have said because uh, they're they're hitting they're trying to hit some characters hard. Yeah, and they've said specifically like there will be times where certain characters are going to not be playable. Like, like they're not not necessarily not playable. They're not going to be strong because they're gotcha. like if if certain characters are are overperforming everything else, you're damn right we gonna nerf shit out of it. <laughs> it's like we'll let you have your fun for a bit, but then you gonna get hit. And then someone else will rise to the top, and that group of players will be kings for a bit. <laughs> so that, I mean, they've kind of, they kind of, like, keep almost. I mean, not verbatim said that, but it's kind of the the tone that they had with yeah. it is is at different points in time, each class will kind of have its time in the in the spotlight. spotlight. But yeah, they've it's like they nerfed some stuff across the board. They nerfed healing across the board. Interesting. Um. So like. Uh, potions, bandages, and stuff, they all heal the same amount, and the different rarities of them just decrease the amount of time it takes to actually heal you. Gotcha. So, and with that, and then I think they nerf, like, cleric spells and stuff like that, specifically because, uh, like, bringing those classes or bringing a bunch of potions and stuff in basically just made you invincible. Um. Or it made you feel invincible, and they're like, and they said, they're like, well... If you get hit in the dungeon or you take a fight in the dungeon and take some damage, we want it to be meaningful. We don't want you to immediately be like, meh, on to the next thing. All right. Well, good for Dark and Dark. Keep him strong. Um, I got nothing else. Nah, I'm good. All right. I guess we're going to wrap this up going forward. So that goes up. Music gets played. Um... Like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. Um, yeah, comment about anything from this game called if we missed anything. So, we may look at it. I don't know. Yeah, we'll probably get there eventually. <laughs> uh, yeah, do everything he said more. And if you made it to the end of the episode with us, thank you very much. And if you'd like to see more of us, uh, we do these uh, episodes about, about 6 p.m. Saturdays. Uh, 6 p.m. Central Time on Saturdays. So come check us out then. And of course, check out Rogue Energy, Sparky3Code, 10% off. Agent Inc., check out the website, sparky3.com. Join the Discord with the links below. And 
that's all the run things that I have to do. Honestly, John, this wasn't too bad of an off-track episode like we usually no, do. No, we got a lot of it out before we started. <laughs> but yeah, as John said, every Saturday, 6 p.m. Central's time. Come check us out next week. We'll probably be here with Alex. He may return. He may not. We'll see. Oh, he'll probably be here. He wants to talk Starfield. Yeah. Until then, bye.